Would you say that True Jackson VP was a better VP than Dick Cheney? What the hell is Ooh, y'all are really testing me on some stuff that I, I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Harriet Winslow, a.k.a. Doyen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very That's random a- blast from the past. I was so excited to introduce myself as Harriet that the, you know, order was out of space. But, um, <laughs> well, the reason why I'm Harriet is basically in Chicago, they knocked down the family matters home <gasps> i and saw then, that i saw that yeah and then they like built a condo and then put family matters on it and it's like dude if you're gonna be as disrespectful to knock it down well, put that shit back and that's sign back up right <laughs> what the fucking shout's problem i didn't so. know what the deal was with the sign i didn't read the article i just saw some pictures oh okay. mm. pay yeah. homage to strong black women characters like I usually try to do so <laughs> alright listen at you <laughs> listen I used to love family matters I never oh, yeah. understood why they just got rid of Judy though Judy. and didn't <laughs> like like she ain't no never been here I mean it was like <laughs> they could have replaced her they could have sent her off to boarding school like, it could have been anything. Just, surprise, she gone, and we're supposed to pretend like we never saw her? It was a very weird flex, but I think at the same time, I don't know, because the older TV, they just did stuff, and of course, they didn't have, like, the real-life feedback that we give them now. So, like, even I think about, like, Full House and DJ's favorite cousin, like, a season later was her long-term boyfriend. And I'm like, you can't use the same person both times like we see what you're doing they stay trying to use the same person i mean it's like he's your favorite first cousin and then two seasons later he's your boyfriend it's just like when um oh boy on the huxtables came to date um sandra and then years later he's married to denise what right. is that i remember right. him i watched we this see show. you we see you <laughs> Yeah, I I guess they either either they said they don't give a fuck or they just thought we were dumb. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really feel like they did have the feedback that they got today because you know Twitter would drag them. Goodness, goodness. But you know, um, TGIF was my shit. Yes, yes. Like I love that. I like, miss that. I miss that time. It was when we'd buy pizza for dinner and then we watched TGIF. It was the shit. Granny used to get the brown bag special from Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> we rarely yeah. had pizza, but she used to love that brown. Like when she would get the brown bag special, I knew it was going to be a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Doyen, what's been going on with you and what are you drinking? I have been um, hardcore chilling out. Um, yesterday, it was actually really fun. We went on a buzz bike, which is like um, a bike with multiple people in tandem. I, being the 
prissy person I am sat in the back where I didn't even have to pretend I was biking. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was BMILB. We kind of went to a few different stops. It was really fun. Um, it sounds fun. So I started Downton Abbey. So. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I turned on my captions just so I could make sure I get everything. Um, stop looking at me like that. I can't hear British people like that. <laughs> no! Um, <laughs> no, I, no, I was about to say I watch almost everything with captions now. Oh. I just like to be sure. Like that's how when well, I don't think I was any in any like show group chat with you, but that's like why when I'm in the group chat, I know how to spell everybody's name because mm-hmm. I watch the show with the captions on. Because <laughs> it's like yeah. I can't some I don't know something about it helps me focus. Mm-hmm. It initial. I'll tell you when it started. It started with Scandal because you remember the first couple of seasons of Scandal. Everybody talked so fast, and I <laughs> would just get lost. <laughs> so that's when I started using captions. And if you, everybody that knows me knows I love some good old BBC programming. That is British programming, not the other. BBC. <laughs> Although, you know. <laughs> and so, you're right, though. Sometimes their accents are so thick and, you know, you have to use that closed captioning. <laughs> I finally completely caught up on Younger. Okay. Um, so, I guess I'm waiting on whenever the next season is now. The, it's the next oh. season, the last season, because I'm tired. I don't It's just, <laughs> it's so... It's so annoying because it's like somebody else finds out, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, Who's shock left and horror!" To find out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the marketing chick doesn't know still. She's like the uh, only company person, the whole company doesn't know, <laughs> but she don't know, and then she's gonna be pissed when she finds out. Uh, and that's another narrative that kind of bothers me. It's like because she's this powerful woman, and then she's like, he's not even, you know, blue collar because he like owns his whole company. But yeah. she's like, oh, he's below me. Like, it's social status. But I love that dick, so I'm going to love him. And I'm just like, why is that it's so annoying? Like, <laughs> why is that a storyline? Y'all want to do romance and rich women every single time. <laughs> I mean, I definitely get your point with the powerful woman dynamic. But I, too, have loved dick. That has made me love the person it's attached to. <laughs> But no, I get it. I hate that narrative too. I hate that narrative yeah. too. Uh, the black guy on that show is so fun. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm behind, and I have no intentions of catching up. But I do know who you're talking about. He is fine, and I wish that he had a black counterpart on the show. But it's all good. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. Hillary Duff. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. if I can't have it, I guess Hillary Duff can. Right, I'm like, if anybody was going to have it that wasn't me, that was white, it would be Hillary. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so as far as what I'm drinking, I'm just drinking a Zinfandel. The thing about it is, like, not the white Zinfandel, that's free free shit, but red Zinfandel, just straight up Zinfandel, like, I think it's like 40%, I'm 14% proof, which is really strong for a white. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, 40%. <laughs> that's not a thing for wine. That's more of a liquor thing. But yes. Um, just, you know, sometimes as as fall has fell, 
<laughs> and it is fall, y'all. It's time to go back to our warmer drinks, our old fashions, our red wines. See, you know, my shit. I'm ready for a good rum chata. I'm trying to let it get a little cooler. <laughs> but I just love a good rum chata. And I don't even like mine to be cold. Like, I just like it room temperature. Mm. Um, I had to sworn off the hen chata since the hen chata episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anything else going on? No, nope, I'm going to kick it to you. <laughs> All right. Well... What have I done this weekend? Well, first of all, I tried the Truly Rosé. Yeah? I like it. Um, Me too. <laughs> I, like, I really had started developing uh, a taste for the seltzers. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Bond and Live. I think that's what it's called. I liked that or one babe. a lot. Whichever one. Which, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> One of them girls. I liked it a lot, much better than White Claw. But I remember you said you really liked the Truly. And when I was in the grocery store, of course, they had the like, um, you know, a variety pack. And I picked that up first. And then I saw the rosé and I was like, why get this variety pack when I'm not probably not going to like several of them? But mm-hmm. rosé sounds promising. So I ended up getting the rosé and it is refreshing. Like, I made burgers and fries just to have, just because I thought, this is perfect. I need burgers and fries. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. Yeah. Um, What else did I do this weekend? So, okay, guys, just bear with me here. So, I wanted to start the Netflix series, the, the series for Dark Crystal. But I didn't know if I needed to watch the old movie again. I watched it, but y'all, I was little. Like, I vaguely remember it, and I watched it with my dad. But anyway, I rewatched the original movie, which is also on Netflix for Dark Crystal. And it was so good. (laughs) We have come so far in our puppetry work. (laughs) I kept laughing at, like... Jen, the guy puppet, I kept like, like, why is his wig? His wig was so bad. Like, I spent the whole movie like, why are y'all wigs so bad? <laughs> I realize this is the 80s, but y'all didn't have to have bad wigs like that. Like, they could cut some hair in the 80s. That's where, when asymmetrical cuts got started, it's like very weird. <laughs> Doyen is looking at me and... So I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, so I get that you probably haven't watched it because I don't think that's really your thing. But you've heard of Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, surely. No. Okay. (laughs) We're going to watch it (laughs) together. Like a family. Because it sounds scary. No, it's not scary at all. It is... It is fantasy. Um... It's fantasy, maybe a little sci-fi, but it's more fantasy. Because I'm not mm-hmm. big into sci-fi, but I do love fantasy. It's good. Okay. It's really good. Um, And I can't remember if I did anything else spectacular this weekend. I oh, packed I went to one see... box today. I have packed nothing. And I am moving <laughs> Friday. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, y'all, this is the last recording in this closet. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, 
Antonia closet. <laughs> no, I haven't packed. I haven't packed. I haven't cleaned. I haven't done anything. And I moved Friday. But also, I took, well, I kind of took off work. You know, whoever coined the term, you had to pay the cost to be the boss, they mean it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I tried to take off the rest of this week, but lo and behold, due to some other things, I just would feel very irresponsible if I didn't go in for a few minutes in the morning. So mm-hmm. after that, though, I'll be off the rest of the week and I'll just knock it out then. Um, I really need some get up and go, to be honest, with this whole packing thing. I'm just dreading it. I'm dragging my feet. It is feeling very overwhelming. And it's not like I've never packed and moved before because I've done it a gajillion times. I don't know what my problem is. I think I'm going to try to, like, take a five-hour energy drink. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. I don't feel like that's a good idea. Oh. But... Well, what, Honestly, what else am I gonna do? Cause like I can't, I can't get a rhythm going. Like I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So really, it was just a box of stuff that I brought from my old job, and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There's no point in putting it up because I don't need it." So I just put it in a smaller box, or the things that I wanted in a smaller box, and I taped it and said what it was gonna be in the box. And call it a day so it wasn't like a full-size box it was very small like i did take <laughs> some work things to mm-hmm. work today so i wouldn't have to worry about moving them so maybe that counts <laughs> i don't i don't know sure. anyway tonight <laughs> i am drinking <laughs> uh i'm drinking a vodka soda probably maybe <laughs> so my plan was to have a vodka cucumber soda largely because i've got a cucumber that i need to hurry up and eat before it turns and i was like uh okay i'll make a cucumber vodka soda then i got lazy well not Mm. just i really didn't get lazy it's just that i was late getting home today and i still had to stop by the liquor store so i was like you know what (laughs) i'm just going to get some vodka and I got the dry cucumber sparkling soda. Um, it's like, did you did you try the lavender? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think you're the one that told me about the lavender. But I saw the yeah. cucumber and I got this. And yeah, and so I just... That's good. <laughs> just did Doesn't give a, us heartburn. <laughs> right, right. Just did a nice little roundabout um, vodka, cucumber vodka soda. And it's really good. And... You know, I I mentioned before how, like, cucumber just really, I love the taste of it, and I love it in drinks because it makes me think of, you know, springtime, summertime, sitting out, having fun. So I was like, you know what, this will probably be the last show where, I'm probably lying, I'll probably do it again, but <laughs> this is the last, you know, show where I'm going to indulge in a floral drink and then we'll move into our darker fall spirits next week. That's fall, y'all. It, it, Jesus, it is. But we're <laughs> in the South, so that really That's doesn't it. mean anything. I like, right, like I said, right now is my time of year where it's like it's fall, the social construct, and so like I enjoy the idea of fall without having to actually like 
don't know. Deal with the weather fall. I want weather fall. That's because you're a weird winter baby. But, but <laughs> I am a winter baby. And there's nothing better than like a big chunky sweater, some black oh, boots, a dark you, lipstick. Ah, oh, yes. Then you walk into work and the heat is on 17. And then you're like, why did I wear the sweater here? Oh. And that's my problem. Oh, see, I work in a smaller office. And within that smaller office, I work upstairs and we have our own, you know, thermostat and stuff upstairs. And to be honest, they don't try me up there. <laughs> we got I... these corporate thermostats that don't really work. Oh, <laughs> it's heart. just like so a sorry. fake thermostat and then they just like decide the weather for all of us. Oh, so sorry. It's never. And even like as a kid, I remember my mom used to pack me up in all this clothes. So in kindergarten, she had me like in long johns, all this stuff. <laughs> and so like I got to school and I took it all off. So I was just hanging out in my long johns. And I don't know why she showed up at my school that day. Because like my school is like 30 minutes out from where we live. And she showed up at the school and I'm over here sitting in my long johns. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> as she should. <laughs> teacher and you were hot and being that small of a child I probably would have let you do it too but right. still <laughs> still yeah nowadays like I'll wear a sweater but I'll wear like a shirt under it so I can take my sweater off because I know like I, I get hot I can't yeah. yeah that's that's what I do mostly I wear a sweater that I can take off and that's how I used to layer in school was just like different sweaters and things that I could easily take off um, mm-hmm. Granny used to, <laughs> Granny used to try to make me wear like tights under my jeans when I was little. See, that's the thing. My mama had me in long johns under my pants. And I'm no, like, I this protested. This is for Massachusetts. This ain't for Mississippi. <laughs> I protested. I I protested and and got out of doing it. But mm-hmm. I will say, so when I was a little girl. This is before I became a real cheerleader. This is when I was like second, third grade. But I had a little cheerleader uniform. So I used to wear it to school on Fridays, which me and all my friends did because we all went to cheerleader camp in the summers. Mm-hmm. When it would get cold, Granny would definitely make me wear stockings under my cheerleader uniform. <laughs> but I was a little girl. <laughs> Dude, I remember the, the one year that I was a cheerleader my senior year and we had to do a parade. And I had like stockings under, had two pairs of gloves, and nothing kept me warm that night. Oh no! <laughs> I was so cold for the for now, the Christmas parade. I was so cold. High school, we well, high by the time I became a real cheerleader, like in middle school and high school, we had windsuits. So when it was cold, <laughs> we wore our windsuits, but. We rarely ever wore those to games because mm-hmm. you would get hot at the game. So you could just yeah. wear your uniform at the game and you'll be fine. But like a parade, you would definitely have to be. I never got to march with the cheerleaders in the parade because I was in the band. And band mm-hmm. was a grade. So I had to march with the band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was on dance line and I was a flat girl and whatever... I'm trying to remember, did he ever give us a break as far as, like, when it got really cold? Because the year that we did um, 
our Coco, our Coco Cabana show. I mean, we were <laughs> we were almost naked. I mean, we had on black leotards and a little ruffle skirt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we wore lyric shoes, like you're barefoot. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah, I froze my ass off. These kids really. don't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> I hate I hate Christmas parades, whichever way. Like, I was just like, <laughs> either, either I was in the bed, and um, I remember one year I did bass drum, and I literally cried, because the bass drum just gets heavier and heavier. I bet it does. Oh, my it. God. Right. And it was, like, in, like, Macon, Mississippi, so it was, like, two, three miles. <laughs> and then... What made, um, you, what made you say, okay, I'll do the bass drum? It was literally because two people were in percussion, and uh, I wasn't doing snare. So, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I chose it; it just chose me. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, as a cheerleader, I froze my ass off. But you know, you live and you learn. But That's right. we're gonna go ahead and move along to our current events. So, um, this lady. Um, in London is doing the Lord's work. Her name is Yami Yami Onashile. It's my people. <laughs> but anyway, she is um, just taking it, you know, if you think of like your, your little tie dry cleaners or whatever, she's taking it in folks' wigs and washing it and restoring it to the level <laughs> that it needs to be. And I think I this is a great like, idea. <laughs> I want her to hit up that lady that works for ESPN, Pamela. I don't somebody. know. Somebody. Anyways, her wigs usually be looking I tragic. I don't, and... watch, I don't watch. I don't watch ESPN enough, but I've definitely seen some wigs on television where I'm like, "Girl, don't you know you're on national TV?" <laughs> right. Like she's like a very regular ESPN reporter, but her wigs stay looking tragic, and I'm like, just go ahead and send it to London. <laughs> and get it fixed right now it's like the turnaround's not that horrible and the price is like because of brexit the pound is almost the same price as a dollar <laughs> so i'm like go ahead send those wigs over i didn't but... think her prices were bad at all did you like <laughs> i didn't think that was bad at all because in all honesty like washing washing and conditioning a wig alone is a headache mm -hmm. for me Right, it's and really I assume like that these aren't like process. fiber wigs, because honestly, you could just buy another one and throw <laughs> throw the old one away. <laughs> but like, I assume these are like you know, good old, a good lace front, and I'm yeah. like, mm, you'll be fine, especially if you're not skilled at restoring your wigs. Yeah, I don't think it's a horrible price, but no. Thank you, Yummy, for doing the Lord's work. I know that's real, girl. And get your get your coins. Like recognize that there's a market. <laughs> right. And honestly, like, I feel like there's one time, I think I was in Ohio. And I was like, um I was just like, the the weeds are so tragic. And I was like, is it like a southern thing that we're good at, like, you know, taking care of our weeds? I really think so. <laughs> Honestly. So, like, I was like, I was excited that she's brought it to a different area. <laughs> uh, if she can uh, maybe teach some people in the States. <laughs> I mean, that would be very helpful. When you look at, like, even when you look at these people on Instagram 
who are supposedly, you know, really good at melting the lace and laying wigs down. They have mm-hmm. nothing on the guys that are from the South. Like, right. nothing. Like, even <laughs> you see celebrities who are based in, like, New York and other cities that are further north are like, they all trying to get to Atlanta to get Lonzo on their wig. Like, right. I don't know. I think, I, maybe it's because we have to deal with the heat. And so we have to like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we've perfected our craft because we know we've got to withstand heat and Humidity sweat. Humidity and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Okay. So we're going to move along to, um, honestly, Drake has been quiet for a while, so I'm not even shocked that this news bit came out about him, but basically I guess Jake really loves Celine Dion. They're both from Canada, whatever. And he wanted to get a tattoo of her. And she's like, "Mm, please, Drake. I love you very much. Can't tell you something. Don't do that. (laughs) And she's like, you can write me love letters. You can send me autographs for my kids. You can come and visit. I can have you home for lunch or dinner. We can go for a drink. We can sing together. Whatever you want to do. I can talk to your mother whatever you want but please (laughs) so you know what my question is gonna be (laughs) you know what my question is what did you watch the video absolutely not (laughs) I don't even know why that was a question (laughs) well you sent this (laughs) again I see all the words that I need to have in the article. No, I'm there's not context. Watching the video. There's context missing uh-huh. from here. So, and the the article does allude to the fact that so this isn't something that necessarily recently happened. Like he mm-hmm. made this statement a while back, but it, the interview is recent that she had with mm-hmm. the guy, and the guy brought it up, and he was like, so. The question kind of was like, yeah, so it's been said that Drake wants to tattoo your face on his body. What artist's face would you tattoo on your body? And then that's when she was like, let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) But when you hear her, I mean, I think it was all in fun. Yeah. When you hear her. I mean, (laughs) first of all, that is creepy. And I don't understand. I don't. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because it's not for me to understand. It's your body. You put on what you want to put on it. But, I mean, getting a celebrity's face, I've never understood that. But he loves him some Celine. And I Mm -hmm. remember him posting on IG, like, forever ago about, like, he wanted a Celine tattoo. And she's like, (laughs) she was like, pointing to her face and she was saying, this isn't the moneymaker. And I was like, ooh, girl, you're right, but Ooh, like you didn't have to say that about yourself. <laughs> right. And then she worried about how the tattoo will get worse right. when he gets older. Right. And she was like, you know, our bodies tend to. And she's like, my face is already long. And I don't need your body changing and my face getting longer. <laughs> I was like, yes, girl. But yeah. that. Also, if I were a celebrity, that would be creepy to me for somebody walking around with my face on their body. Like, that'd be creepy. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I thought it was funny. And yes, yeah. I absolutely did not watch the video. You should watch had... the video so you can see her because she's funny. Selena's is funny. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just never mind. We ain't gonna worry about it. We ain't gonna worry about it. <laughs> um, apparently, Kenya Moore and Mark Daly are getting divorced because he had a secret ex-wife and two other kids. Really, I'm just, the biggest shocker to me was that he had an ex-wife. I am not. I am not. I just say it. I am. I am not doing this with you. I just say it. I I just hope she's happy, you know? mm. It made me think about Portia when Portia and that guy broke up. Portia didn't give Mm -hmm. two shits. Portia was just happy to have her baby. And I Mm -hmm. know how much, you know, Kenya wanted a kid. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that she's happy and she's like, you know what? I got my baby and it is what it is. Her baby is so freaking adorable. She's cute. She looks like a little freaking doll. I think I'm willing to re-engage with the show without having to hear her talk about her man. <laughs> I am not willing to re-engage with the show at all. I have really, let me tell you something. I have found so much joy, peace, relaxation, and comfort. In other shows. <laughs> in watching the reunions without having watched the season. I've just been watching reunions and it's been amazing. I've been watching the Housewives of Potomac um, reunion. I hadn't seen this. I probably hadn't seen the last two seasons. It's been great. You get all the drama. They recap you on what you missed during the season without you having to suffer mm-hmm. through that bullshit. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I know I probably shouldn't as a feminist, but I miss Phaedra. <laughs> listen, I miss Phaedra too. Quiet as I feel kept. like that was what everybody right, knows. Like, <laughs> The storyline is that Kenya has a man and Portia has a man ever since she left. And I'm like, this is a boring storyline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, of course, you know, Katie keeps stacking them dollars. But I'm like, that's not a storyline. That's <laughs> just and, like life. Right. At this point, it's just, oh, that's just Candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that Kenya's happy because I know I, if yeah. she's anything it's... like me, <laughs> Um, which I'm not comparing myself to Kenya because she's special, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, she's happy with her baby, and as yeah. long as he pay his child support on time, she good. <laughs> right, right. Um, you ain't shit, Dwayne. I can't I, can, I cannot believe you said. <laughs> Just keep I going. thought he was I... straight for a single day, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so once again, Bette Miller is on Twitter doing the work that nobody asked her to do. So she was like, Beyonce has 133 million Instagram followers, more than double the people who voted for Trump. Wouldn't it be amazing if the hashtag Beehive mobilized to defeat him? I also wouldn't mind if a regular Beehive fucked the shit up. First of all, 133 million Instagram followers is not all United States. Okay. Like, I want her to know that the whole world stands for Beyonce. Did you see the that entire meme? world? Or yeah, it was a meme that was like the little guy looking around like this, and mm-hmm. it was like the um 
the uh Japan BI looking around like I was supposed to be voting for Trump. Right. <laughs> no, the world stands for B, okay? And then so Jamal Hill was like, being that 98% of black women voted against Donald Trump, the best group in the entire United States, by the way, okay. um, you should probably hit up Katy Perry or Taylor Swift. Stop depending on black women to save everybody. Plus, Beyonce came out for Hillary. She came out for um, Obama. So don't act like she's not politically mobilizing people. Get your white women, <laughs> bet. <laughs> See, at this point, it's like, why are you talking? And I'm so right. angry with her. Like, I'm so angry with her because we're about to enter Hocus Pocus season. We're about to enter the 31 days of Halloween, and she is ruining Hocus Pocus for me. And all I want to do is watch Hocus Pocus and be like, like that's all I want to do. And she's ruining Hocus Pocus for that's me. It. <laughs> so now I gotta skip Hocus Pocus and just watch fucking Halloween Town. And I only like two of the three <laughs> Halloween Towns. So you're really narrowing down my choices. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so mad at her. Like, I'm so mad at her. Just stop talking. <gasps> Honestly, I don't know if I'm... It's, I'm good at compartmentalizing things. So I like Hocus Pocus. And I would just go forget the shit that she says now on Twitter. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> but I told, oh, man, what was the song? Oh, I told myself, so mm, also told myself that I would never mention this person on here again. But Shmanye, mm. I told myself that older songs that come on, songs that come on my shuffle that I own. So, mm. you know, I'm not streaming them. I I will let myself enjoy them. And it was a song. Gosh, I can't remember what it was. Oh! It was Don't Like off of his um, Cruel Summer, Winter, whatever. Why don't I remember the name of that album? That album is fucking good. And when it came on, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't listen to him. And then it made me angry because it reminded me how much I love that album. And mm. I can't enjoy that album. Mm. So I'm going to try with Hocus Pocus. And I don't Let's know. See. Maybe I can focus on Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wait, no, wrong, wrong. Sarah Jessica Parker. Wrong Sarah. <laughs> Maybe I can focus on <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Maybe I can focus yeah. on Sarah Jessica Parker and not get, you know. Yeah, she just needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. She she had a pass with us and then she's fucking up the pass with she's us. Fu- you know what? I don't think I don't think white women in particular understand the nuance of black women loving them. Yeah. And I don't think they know how precious and fragile of a thing that is. You know who seems to not fuck it up? Reba. <laughs> Let me knock on some wood. Right. Yes. Sorry. But yeah, so I, Reba knows. Who I Reba am is who I want to be. Right. And Hillary Duff, they know just to shut the fuck up and just do their stuff and let us appreciate them. That's let us it. appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> we love but. some Reba. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, she's like all the universal top ten white women. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. <laughs> all right. 
So, by the way, this reminds me that I watched Hustlers this weekend. And oh, it did was you? Flaming hot garbage. <laughs> really? It was just, it was so long and the storyline oh. was so long for it to not resolve in anything. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't seen it, but critics have been, I, I haven't seen it. And also I have no plans of seeing it. No particular right. reason. I just, nothing about it made me say, Hey, I want to see that. But the critics have been acting like it's groundbreaking. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause it's like the actual people that watch it are like, nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can always it's funny depend on it's, Twitter to give me honest reviews. They had like Cardi and Lizzo on there for like four seconds and that was it. Like they weren't a part of the real storyline. Even one I of the enjoy. girls in the article was like, I thought Cardi was going to be in it more. <laughs> right. Um, right. Kiki Palmer was good. I liked her. But yeah, it was just, it was a lot for it to really not be anything. <laughs> <laughs> But um, apparently, basically, the dancers ended up losing thousands of dollars when hustlers filled the strip club. Let's so, talk about the dancers. Some of them missing out yeah. on upwards of four thousand dollars in yeah. five days, and I clearly made poor life choices. I I clearly <laughs> I mean every time Oh not being a stripper? Yes. <laughs> I should I mean here I am studying it. Meanwhile, I should have been learning how to make my ass clap. Like, goddamn. <laughs> Just think mm-hmm. about it. Think about yeah. it. Because like I mean Y'all might not know me in real life, but Doya know me in real life. And I'm just saying, if I had stayed in the gym and, like, kept my waist <laughs> and stuff down, I got a lot of ass, y'all. If I had kept everything else down <laughs> and been made up like a cartoon figure like these other girls, because I could have done that naturally. Like, I could have been pulling in the big bucks. But no. Yeah. Go to school, they said. Get a degree, they said. Respectability <laughs> politics, man. Ugh, trash. Trash. Uh, but yeah, like, so, especially if you know what the storyline of Hustlers was, it's just like, how would you shut down the club and stop these girls from having their money without compensating them? Because yeah. part of the movie was that it was so important for these strippers were people. And yeah for whatever reason they needed their coin so how are you gonna screw other people out of your coin (laughs) their coin (laughs) you know where they should have did it was the pony (laughs) (laughs) they would have been at like (laughs) you stay full of jokes (laughs) they would have been at like 30 40 dollars it would have been fine you ain't right (laughs) some people like bully hole wounds when they own their strippers you ain't right they don't even use the poles. They'll be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I took from this article is, and this is just me guesstimating. I don't know this for sure. And mm-hmm. they did kind of allude to it in the article. I think that the club is really probably who's at fault. But... Mm-hmm production of the movie like you said when you Mm -hmm. know the plot line of the movie and you get 
we don't give sex workers enough respect and mm-hmm. we don't respect what they do and mm-hmm. production should have made a more concerted effort to make sure that those women were paid i think i think what they did was gave a lump sum to the club and what they should have done was made sure that those ladies got a portion of it and it's like it's the right thing to do and it's like one thing i highlighted one part because you know people like to make the argument about the dancers being like at will workers and they are but the club treats them like employees in so many ways Mm-hmm. Except for when it comes to getting my guaranteed check. You know what I mean? Right. So I just feel like they should have made, production should have made a more concerted effort and should realize that in this industry, even within the industry, sex workers are not treated with respect and are not given the dignity they deserve. Yeah. At the end of the day, the real live hustlers, I feel like, didn't do any kind of jail time. And I think it's because everybody knows. <laughs> you know, <laughs> damn niggas deserve it. <laughs> by niggas, I just mean men, not just white people. <laughs> right. That's typically what I mean. Men and right. men identifying. That's typically what I mean when I say niggas. <laughs> right. So this next story. So ow ow ow. <laughs> so teen girls join forces to convince people that eating used tampons is normal. I saw when I saw this, I was like, "The fuck!" <laughs> right. And honestly, I feel like <laughs> they were just kind of playing a joke on guys and saying that like girls yeah. eat their tampons after they're done to resorb all the blood <laughs> that they've lost. Right. Stupid. Still cannot convince them that like diet is not the reason why we have periods. (laughs) Listen, I was reading that. So I had an ex slide into my DMs, and I was. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And I was trying to reevaluate, like, why couldn't I? Because I mean, he's still hot. The dick was good, but then I reminded myself that he is like two centimeters away from being a hotel and I just mm. I just can't do it I just can't do it I I it doesn't matter if I become vegan I'm still gonna have a period sir because right. biology I I just <sighs> his dick is really good I feel like most hotels do have good dick it's not worth it sis it's not worth it, it, worth it. <laughs> you're right you're right it ain't worth it but I do love that these girls got all <laughs> together and <laughs> really just joined together and be right. like, oh yeah, you don't eat your tampons? And these guys are probably, dumbasses are probably like, really? Yeah, I love the fact that the girls, like, these are girls who don't know each other. They just right. happen to be on TikTok and <laughs> decided to join in and be like, oh yeah, I keep trying to tell my boyfriend, like, we eat these. <laughs> I love that part. Also, <laughs> Uh, I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how to use it, but Mm-mm. I downloaded it. I was just telling my niece yesterday, I was like, people my age don't download TikTok. I'm like, we kind of miss buying 
But uh, if it's really important, it'll get to Twitter. We're not getting on TikTok. And that is the conclusion that I've come to. <laughs> also, when I downloaded it, I realized it wasn't my first time downloading it. Uh, I guess I forgot. Um, but yeah, that's the conclusion I've come to. Listen, I have tried to get some high school students to show me how to use Snapchat multiple times. I've given up. I just I just use it for the filters and then post the picture somewhere else. I I've tried. They, they've um, tried. They've done in-depth tutorials with me, and I'm just still sitting there looking like, duh. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, even as me as a digital person, I very regularly, you know, try out new social media stuff, and I'm still like, TikTok is not it. I'm not good with video recording anyway, so, yeah. I'm like, I'm not downloading that. If it's important, it'll get to me on Twitter or Tumblr. I honestly just downloaded it because I was so freaked out by that delayed filter. Have you <laughs> have you seen the video? It's on Twitter. Uh, the boy doing the delayed filter. Mm-mm. So it's like him and then he moves and then it moves and then it moves and then it moves. Like, it is good. Like I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna find it and send it to you. So Vice is out here with the word, which I have I have some words about that, but anyways. But basically, the title was, it doesn't matter if your food is late, don't harass your delivery person. So, I guess Lizzo accused the Postmates courier of stealing her food, um, although the miscommunication was her fault. It's a symptom of broader disrespect for service workers and precarious jobs. And here's why I have feelings about it. So, for my apartment, I put, because my apartment is really big, and so I put instructions on how to find it. And like for about 75% of the people, it works. And they find my apartment because they read the instructions. Other 25%, they don't. And then they just drive around for 10, 15 minutes until they find me. And then my food is cold and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so I just feel like it's weird to like across the board be like, don't feel a way about people who are late with your food, you know? I just but they didn't traffic. say don't go away. They said don't harass. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm just saying. <laughs> so what Lizzo did to me, I don't. Yeah. So her initial tweet, tweeting, grow up, not grow up, hub. Postman. After after my brain said not grow up, hub. The next thing my brain said was Pornhub. <laughs> because I was thinking, it starts with a P, it starts with a P. <laughs> it's a cuffing season. <laughs> Postmates. My yeah. issue with what she did was posting that girl's picture and her name. Yeah, that that's was a problem. a problem. That was ugly, yeah. and that was a problem. Do mm-hmm. I think Lizzo is ugly? No. Yeah. I think she wasn't thinking. And I think that it is, it is a knee-jerk <laughs> reaction for mm-hmm. us to not be, just be compassionate. Like, yeah. I, of course, where I live now, it's like, I always give instructions to how to get to my apartment as well. Mm-hmm. And those instructions are literally drive straight to the back, turn in and mm-hmm. just drive straight back and you're going to run right into me because that's mm-hmm. where I live. So it's easy, but... I haven't had anybody like be late or anything, you know, happen, but 
I guess I've had a lot of problems with delivery drivers because not only do I put the stuff there, but then they call me and they're like, hey, where are you? I'm right by the leasing office. I'm like, I'm nowhere near the leasing office. <laughs> and that's why I told you by instruction how to find my apartment. But, you know, some people try to trust the GPS and that's not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also to Vice's credit, the main thing they were saying is that these people are actually kind of exploited in what they do. And, you know, I do try to order from the actual restaurant as much as I can, but some of the restaurants that I want, they don't deliver. Mm -hmm. So then that's when I have to use, um, you know, something like a Postmates or whatever. So, yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I want us, all I want us to do from this situation is learn to be a little more careful, all of us, with our thinking. Don't jump to that scenario. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with tweeting Postmates, Grubhub, whoever, and saying, hey, I ordered this at this time, it's late, blah, blah, blah. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But then mentioning that person, like, that was too much. And I, I just want us to learn from that situation. Yeah, especially, I mean, as a celebrity, she does have a platform. And so, like, if I tweeted, even though I have 2,000-ish or more followers, it's not as impactful as her, (laughs) you know. But, and I think part of it is also on the Postmates Reddit. And so, because usually I get it for coupon codes, but also a lot of the drivers talk talk shit about people, and I don't want them to talk shit about me. I read it, so I try mm. to behave. But I was, I'll just complain to my friends. I don't really complain <laughs> to other people. But. I'm really concerned about this, like, with my move, because mm-hmm. I'm moving out to a more, well, I mean, I live in small town, USA, so it's yeah. all rural, but I'm moving to a more rural area. And the um, waiter and... Uh, not Postmates, Grubhub do mm-hmm. come to where I live, mm-hmm. and so I'm a little worried about how that because I've I've had nothing but great experiences, but like I said, right now I kind of live in the center of everything, and it's really easy to get to me. So yeah, I'm, I I wonder what that's gonna be like once I make that move. <laughs> Honestly, DoorDash uh, did a really great job where oh, this girl for like ten fifteen minutes was just driving around the area not finding me even though the instructions are there and they gave me like a coupon code because they're like hey we understand that your food was extremely late and <laughs> it was a what? burger and fries so like Ugh. the burger was all right but the fries Ugh. were gone yeah we, we, we told y'all about trying to warm up them fries but you know <laughs> i'm so glad you said that because i'm the type of consumer shit happens and i am right. extremely understandable however right. I expect you to make that shit right. So it's like, I understand if somebody got lost, even though I provided details, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I understand a lot and I'm, and I, I, I'm going to let a lot of shit go, but I expect you to make it right. And that makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really complain with a lot of people. So I really appreciate that DoorDash did make, try to make things right compared to other people. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're gonna move along to our someone something this week. <laughs> wow, 
I was super mad at the Emmys because they stiff fiance. They did do one thing right. <laughs> so they awarded Billy Porter, the Billy Porter. The, that's right. <laughs> as the first openly gay man to win Best Drama Actor at the Emmys. And yes. <laughs> so. First of all, <laughs> he never, like, Billy Porter never disappoints. So, of course, he had ever. the most amazing hat ever on. Because, of course, like, and even though everything he had on was spectacular, it was kind of mm-hmm. subdued for him. But then that mm-hmm. hat brought it all back together. <laughs> also, did you see the little clip? Uh, I was going around Twitter of RuPaul when RuPaul was accepting his award and how Billy. <laughs> How Billy Porter kind of like mm, gave a little smirk <laughs> side eye because <laughs> we know you, RuPaul. We know you. Yeah, are we gonna mention any of the other Emmys? <laughs> no, just Billy Porter. <laughs> That's the only one. Um, I'm trying to find. Oh, here's a quote that I wanted to bring up. So he's like, The category is love y'all love i am so overjoyed to have lived long enough to see this day james baldwin said it took many years vomiting up all the filth i've been taught about myself and half believe before i was able to walk on the earth as though i had a right to be here i have the right you have the right we all have the right and especially as a black woman <laughs> i was like Yes, I I am just getting to the point where I'm vomiting the filth of all the things that have been told to me. And, you know, feeling like I don't belong where I deserve to be. <laughs> That's so, right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm still vomiting. I'm not done yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it takes a minute. A little diary too. It's just a lot. <laughs> but uh, I just love Billy Porter. And I'm glad that the Emmys did this right in this point. I hope he votes for Beyonce in the future. Because <laughs> that's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I loved how everyone, everyone knew that he deserved this. Like, everyone right. knew. Yeah. Right. So, before we move on, we're not going to talk about any other... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Is there somebody you really wanted to talk about? I mean, I, I just—I mean, it was just you know the Emmys. Um, I was um, just gonna mention how people were upset about Veep not winning anything. Um, I love Veep. This was the last season, so I get it. But also, Veep used to clean up every year, so it's time to move on to someone else. Um, mm-hmm. oh, we do need to mention Jarrell Jerome. For you know what, I watched his acceptance speech, and I mm-hmm. think after after I move because I just got too much anxiety going on right now. But after the move, mm-hmm. I think I'm finally gonna be ready to maybe sit down and try to watch when they see us. I know I can't mm-hmm. watch it in one big gulp, but I think I'm ready to try to watch it. I don't know when I'm gonna be ready I mean, to watch. And in all honesty, don't rush yourself. Like I, yeah. I am not rushing me. I just don't, don't do it because it's too especially, much. Especially, yeah, especially when the fact that like our 
current acting president took out a full mm. newspaper yeah to like condemn these people and so like i'm just not ready <laughs> i'm just not i but. mean and that makes total total sense that makes and total i sense. saw somebody tweet about because i think oprah had posted something and somebody was like well you helped condemn them too i don't know what oprah's I saw that, but I don't time, know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I saw that, and to be, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all because y'all are family. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like looking it up. I didn't feel. I was like, <laughs> I read it, and I literally said, "Okay, girl," and I went home. I mean, and it may be, it may be full fledged legitimate. I have no idea. I just didn't. I didn't look into it. Yeah, I get it. Um, Shout out to Chernobyl. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. It was a really good series. Mm, Okay. Um, You're the one who told me not to watch it, so I don't care. (laughs) I just. Did I tell you not to watch Chernobyl? Yeah, you said it's going to be gross and I wouldn't like it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's big time gross. Yeah. Radiation is not pretty at all. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to move along to our poor life decision. So, um, I feel like this is something that Chris will love. <laughs> Why? Because so you're so against saying yes that I thought she would love saying no. No. Like, that is a poor assessment of me. Like, I am really bad at saying no to things. I say no to stuff to protect my peace because you keep trying to make me do stuff that is uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, so that's a happy medium, uh, especially as women, when it's very obvious that we are not that great at saying no. So today we're going to talk about the art of saying no to things you don't want to do. Um, of course, you know, boundaries are important. I know we've talked about it before, but uh, just talking about different scenarios where we're going to need to say no and not say yes and not feel guilty about it. And that's the biggest right. problem is that right. we do feel guilty about things. Um. Oddly enough, one of the first quotes was, adulthood is about surviving childhood. Mm-hmm. And that really hit, because I felt like I... <laughs> I felt like I did a great job, but, like, I think I enjoyed my childhood. Oh, yeah. But then, as an adult, I'm realizing there's little ticks that I have yeah. that came from being a kid in a large family and vying for attention and love from everybody in my house (laughs) so you know this is what these are the things that kind of come up when we're trying to live our everyday lives and learn how to say no to people so the first case they're talking about is saying no when someone is disrespecting your boundaries um if the person you're talking with continues to press you for more or can't, can't seem to accept your answers, then you're being harassed. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds hard for people, pleasers, to accept, but it's true. No means no. 
And I think especially in this current season of my life where I'm having a lot of anxiety about people pleasing, that's a thing where it's like, oh. <laughs> right. So you are a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm good with, you know, setting my boundaries and sticking to them with certain people with certain people I'm not and it's and even in instances where I think I'm pretty good at I mean just like just like with me saying I've got to go in to work tomorrow and all mm-hmm. honestly I'm really quite pissed about it because you know I work with people who take and th- and they are entitled to it I'm not shitting on them but they'll take a week or two weeks to go to the beach I'm entitled mm-hmm. to take four days and handle my fucking business like I'm entitled mm-hmm. to that I should be able to do that but I really kind of felt pressured into and no one said anything but Mm -hmm. it's just like okay well I guess I gotta go you know yeah I do say always remember the same people who dishonor your no would have a fit if you did the same thing to them that's right no isn't being mean it's simply a form of honoring yourself anyone who has a problem with that has a real problem and same thing with I guess my previous job was like it was so hard to take vacation. Like we had unlimited vacation, but it was so hard to take vacation because I did. I was always worried about like you know, you know all the work that I had to leave behind and yep. like giving it to people or coming back and dealing with, you know, all of the stuff. You know, and yep. so yeah, get your boundaries, keep it. Um, next one was abuse of any kind: physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse. Um, spiritual abuse and they actually had a link about spiritual abuse, professional abuse and they also have a link about that platonic abuse, toxic friends that are abusive ones, neglect there's no simpler way to put it you should not tolerate abuse of any kind ever and period that's right and um, yeah so even they discuss like date rape and things like that and it's just like yeah we definitely no um i think i don't know if we ever talked about coercion (laughs) especially in the sexual form that's like a big issue that i think in the future we're finally going to be able to grapple with is like stop asking me like (laughs) if if i said no the first time right stop asking me like you don't have to pretend that my no means a yes it's right uh toxicity of any kind if there's one thing that we try and nip in the bud over here at, oh, I'll say the articles at XO Nicole. <laughs> it's toxicity. Um, and the thing is, it's so important to have a profound aversion to toxic behavior in people because when something is toxic, it's harmful, poisonous, and malicious. And so, um, again, going back to like people who, um can't take a no (laughs) that's like a big problem (laughs) yeah that we have to grapple with especially as adults um they may what i was gonna say a person who doesn't respect your no is showing signs of being toxic that's all there is to it yep they made a point of pointing out that even sometimes like 
for instance, they were talking about Black China and her mom. Like, even your parents can be toxic. Mm-hmm. Even people that we, you know, love and respect can be toxic. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't have any, didn't realize I had toxic family members mm-hmm. until I became a certain age and started asserting myself more. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like, I, I mean, I wasn't disrespectful, but just taking more ownership of my person. And that's when I learned, you know, dang, like this is my aunt. This is my, you know, someone who I perceive as an adult who's responsible for me. This person is toxic. This person is toxic. And I don't think I saw that in any adults around me growing up until I got to the point where I started like just taking more ownership of myself. Um, in a way I've had some family members, especially women, that like always made it a point to talk about my weight. Regardless of how their body ever looked, but they'd be like, Oh, you're gaining weight. Yeah. And that was so soul crushing. Yeah. And um even to this day, I kind of grapple with it because, you know, yeah. they're going to say whatever, but it's like, at this point, like, I'm not going to accept it. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, especially in a, in a culture of, like, respectiveness, you yeah. know, like, respecting our elders and stuff like that. It's yeah. hard to be like, hey, I don't appreciate you speaking to me like this, but it's soul crushing every single time. Like, you know, like, I have issues with my weight ever since ever you know like especially growing up with white girls like I've always felt like I was fat and so like I don't yeah. really need you to come in and make mention of my weight I just don't and you make a really good point about because I feel like even to even now as an adult mm-hmm. I feel like people say things to me because contrary to what y'all may believe mm-hmm. I really am respectful respectful and I really try to respect age you know what I mean mm-hmm. and people just say shit to me and the thing is like I told my granny one time I was like what are they gonna do when I pop back because and she knows me <laughs> well enough to know that like I can get a little reckless with my mouth sometimes and it's just like yeah the thing is not just reckless I recognize that I am, um, oh, what's the word? (laughs) I, I can be dangerous with words and I can be really cruel and I recognize that. So I work Mm -hmm. really hard not to be that way. And all I'm saying is you say a little shit that's getting under my skin. When I come back at you, I'm coming for the jugular, but I'm going to be the one that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah. So it's like, I think I think because I work so hard to be respectful, mm-hmm. people feel like they can say whatever to me. Right. Same. I feel yeah. like that at work even. Like, cause I'm 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 my secretary is younger than me, but other than her, I'm the youngest. You know, of the whatever in the building, and I feel like they just say shit out there next to me, and cause they and they they. Listen, y'all, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know me, me. So they think right. I'm like this sweet girl. And I'm just like, bitch. Right. <laughs> if I said what I was thinking, right. it's going to be a problem. Um, 
yeah so especially now leaving the toxic thing aside but like i i get my feelings hurt by a lot of people over a lot of things and so i'm trying to learn how to deal with like really processing it and be like is this worth even a conversation or are you just getting your feelings hurt because you're emotional (laughs) but but yeah um next up um doing something that violates your values or principles um so apparently this girl watched this comedian on the breakfast club about his lack go on about his lack of interest in monogamy before he got into all of that everyone was discussing something that she agreed with the world is getting way too sensitive sensitive to the point of being tyrannical um it's like unless you agree with what someone is saying you immediately need to apologize or be canceled um that's unfortunate too because a lot of people who feel that way would be hot if someone demanded the same against them um while i understand that a lot of people i feel that are like the world's too sensitive i feel like they just really want to say what's offensive i agree and not deal with the repercussions (laughs) most of the people who say that are just wanting to be some assholes i agree with you fully on that (laughs) but at the end of the day we all need to be considerate and compassionate um hopefully that goes without saying but uh, to expect folks to go against their core values, principles, passion, or interests simply because you feel a different way than they do is dangerous. Uh, this was the, like I said, this was the part where I thought was a little weird. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, if somebody says something, or if I say something, and somebody says, this hurts me, I think as a decent human being, I should stop trying to hurt them. Right. that's right <laughs> rather than like whether just i be understand like, why right. that hurts you or not <laughs> right rather than just being like well i want to say what i want you know you know right. like I don't, that's the issue what i have with like people being um upset with today's culture of pc and things like that even when it comes to like people talking about spirit animals uh i read somewhere where the native american people were like Y'all don't know anything about our religion, about, you know, our spirits and things like that. And y'all are just co-opting this term. And since yeah. then, I really try not to use that yeah. because they said this hurts me. Right. And I don't understand why so many people don't believe that. Like, don't believe, okay, if somebody says this hurts me, this goes against my values and principles, then I'm going to leave it alone. Like, it does not... Right. bother me that much like i don't need to say that that much if did it's you gonna see you. rihanna's response to that yes i thought i saw something with lizzo but maybe not rihanna um no somebody she was referring to someone as her spirit animal mm-hmm. um from her show like mm-hmm. in, in just as she was giving shout outs and um a native american girl like tweeted her and was like I understand you know what you mean but you know this is not okay and here's Mm -hmm. why and Rihanna's response was like you're so right I apologize and it won't happen again why can't we all be like Rihanna right Uh, yeah so somebody called Lizzo their spirit animal and she's like hey I don't like that term because you know the Native Americans have said it's offensive to them but i understand that you also 
are trying to align with me <laughs> and so that was like pretty impactful as well but yeah. yes it may have been it may have been Lizzo Rihanna was talking about I don't remember mm. but it was like in a string right. of tweets that Rihanna was saying and then um, the person that responded to her and her response back was you know I am so sorry I didn't know and it won't happen again how simple yeah. is that like how right. simple That's all is it takes. that yeah and I uh, even professionally I remember at my old old job um this apartment complex of course apartment complex always have like horrible reviews so they wanted (laughs) to bring that around because really the only people who review it are the people that are mad at them exactly so they wanted us to leave fake reviews and oh. I just kind of felt very very like uncomfortable about yeah. it. Yeah. But luckily my supervisor at the time made that step and was like no I don't feel comfortable about doing this and we were all able to be um, empowered to also be like I don't feel comfortable about doing this because at the same time it's against my values or principles like as I guess as a digital marketer, I know that either the people who leave reviews are really mad or really happy. (laughs) Right. And it's really not the true, like, view of what it is. Exactly. But it's like, at the same time, don't try to make me do fake stuff. Okay. Next one. Doing something before you're ready to do it. (laughs) Men. one of the person's favorite quotes is, you'll never be good enough for a man who isn't ready. <laughs> Preach. I actually need you to go ahead and play that organ. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, which one? The shouting organ or the preaching organ? The preaching organ. <laughs> hey, man. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you'll never be good enough for a man who isn't ready. <laughs> I need to shout too. I need to shout to that one too. Hey! <laughs> uh, when someone is ready to do something, it means that they are prepared, equipped, and in the right condition. Mm-hmm. On a relationship tip, it is not our job as women to get a man ready, nor can you. It <laughs> ain't my job. It's actually violating and pretty disrespectful to volunteer to take that role on. I actually know many a men who are now husbands who are pretty miserable because they were ultimatumed into their marriage. They were pushed to move before they were ready to do so. <laughs> not to say those men don't need to take some personal ownership for being pushed. That's right. Because if you're not ready to do something, you need to say no. At the same time, the person hearing that needs to either accept the response or move on. Uh, so, um, Relationships aside, men aside, uh, it applies to all other manners. So being ready requires desire, time, and focus. Uh, if you don't have all of those three, you're not ready. If and you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Sorry. Even though Chris <laughs> is trying to force you to be ready, if you don't have the desire, <laughs> time, and focus, oh. don't say it. <laughs> uh I don't care how ready someone thinks that you might be. Uh, only you know how ready you truly are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, you know, the, the real people will respect that 
you said that you weren't ready in this time and place and you know leave it be and the other ones fuck them right. <laughs> um conceding to the next one was conceding to compromises that offend your spirit and this is the fact that they said offend your spirit so i was like i clenched up at the thought <laughs> Uh, I'm in the time and space of my life where like peace peace is like the overall theme overall thing I seek yes, so Lord. if <laughs> if it's offending my spirit that means I don't need to be a part of it right. right. <laughs> um, let today mark a new beginning for you give yourself permission to say no without feeling guilty, mean, or selfish anyone who gets upset and or expects you to say yes all the time clearly does not have your best interest at heart. Always remember, you have a right to say no without having to explain yourself. Be at peace with your decisions. <sighs> it sounds so good. It does. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm still working on you know, doing things like, because there are times when, like, even, like, as a freelancer, there are people that I'm, like, I don't know if I can work at peace with. Yeah. And so, being able to have the strength to say, no, I don't really want to work with you, I don't get a good vibe, it's hard, (laughs) you know, especially because I like money. (laughs) But, uh, don't ever betray your spirit. (laughs) It's got your back in a way that no one else ever could or would right (laughs) the next one which is hard especially with friendships is relationships that lack reciprocity sorry that 14% line is hitting me now I am literally (laughs) sitting here thinking I am tipsy as fuck (laughs) (laughs) as a cancer as an ENFP, it, I cannot stress enough that I require my relationships to be reciprocal. Like, <laughs> I need you to put in just the same energy as I put into you um, for it to feel like a healthy relationship for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the person says, uh, if you're in something where mutuality does not exist, it's not really a relationship anyway. <laughs> I find myself like being so much more demanding of my friendships, like of my platonic friendships than I am mm-hmm. of my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Which is not fair because honestly, I should expect what I expect from everyone. But <laughs> yeah, I guess because I've been in relationships so long where I do have that reciprocity because we this December will officially be three years but we've been talking over three years now now I'm looking to my friendships and I'm like oh so you never gonna be here for me when I have problems and I I'm always here for you (laughs) like when um, is it my turn (laughs) right so that's that's important um I'm not good at it outright no I'm really good at a distancing no but you know they they say that the sooner you say an emphatic no to folks who drain rather than fulfill you the better off your quality of life will be yeah 
I'm trying to do better about that because in the past I've literally just ghosted. Like <laughs> if I was, because I mean I I actually have a particular friend in mind as I speak, and she was just so draining. I was just so tired yeah. all the time from like listening to her shit. And in all honesty, it was a lot of whining. It wasn't. There's venting actually and then there's making whining. Moves. Yeah, she was whining and she mm-hmm. was whining about stuff. And it was like, I'm tired. I'm just gonna, I'm just so, 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 so tired. And I just kind of ghosted. And I feel really bad because I think she got married and I missed her wedding and I hate that. But (laughs) I just, I don't like to be drained. Like, I am draining enough. (laughs) Right. Same. (laughs) I have enough emotions without dealing with somebody. Especially somebody like, I understand if you had a lot of emotions and I'm here for you and you're here for me, like us. But uh, <laughs> I don't understand what, like, if I have a lot of emotions, I come to you and you have nothing for me. <laughs> I think what works with us too, though, is that we understand because people like to say, people like to assume a lot of traits that just aren't true. <laughs> so people mm-hmm. like to think that, oh, I know how someone else feels. Oh, I know how to be mm-hmm. empathetic, but really they don't. And I think mm-hmm. what works with us is that we both are empaths and we we get it. Like, will you tell me something? I'm going to carry that with me. Like, it doesn't just mm-hmm. sit right here. And so I think that we're very, uh, I don't know the word because I don't want to say, I don't want to make it sound like we walk on eggshells because we don't. <laughs> we absolutely yeah. do not. But we know what, I know, know when I need you. What not to say. <laughs> say what now? So we know what not to say. <laughs> well, and I, I know when I need you versus when I'm just being a baby. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> so, we that. get it. Like, we get yeah. it. I am tipsy. The next one um, <laughs> is... The next one is such a huge one and this is one that I have to deal with uh, is self-deprecation. So she was talking about she read an article on Inc. where they were talking about how people self-deprecating sense of humor is connected to great leadership skills. And so they're saying that people that can admit to their failures or shortcomings with a smile are more approachable. The funny thing about that is like a lot of times people just take it as a negative they don't even take right. it as approachable right. they're just like well this person sucks <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> so um overall i think it doesn't hurt to not talk shit about yourself you know like especially for people who don't know you to begin with like right. maybe like your friends you can be a little bit self-deprecating but people who super don't know you don't need for you to be shit talking yourself That's to them right. <laughs> and I, in general remember uh don't shoot yourself it's awful and <laughs> you gotta work on the whole world is already shit talking us right. we gotta work on talking to ourselves with love and with grace that's right um next one <laughs> this reminds me of our we have we all have this rude app called um what's it called co-star and it really just be like I was just be having ah! <laughs> I be having a good day work Let me see what toxic mine was behavior. Today. I don't even remember what mine was today. I be right into oh, my toxic was behavior. 
But the other day, it slapped me in the face. Like, I was in the furniture store buying. That's one thing I did this weekend was spent $3,000 on furniture, which was a really good deal, though. For $3,000, I got a couch, a chair, mattress, box spring, bed, and mattress cover. Like, that was really good. I got a $1,500 mattress for $800. Like, that was a good deal. I'm just saying. Anyway... I'm in the furniture <laughs> store and I'm already like super anxious because you know what it's like when you're in the furniture store. Like right. as soon as you walk through the door, everybody comes at you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. I just want to walk around and see. This guy is like following me and he's telling mm-hmm. me how I have the same name as his son and his sister is in the same field that I'm in. And I'm just like trying to, I'm trying to hear all this shit. Right. And then here come co-star ass. <laughs> <laughs> just telling me it's okay to admit that I need help and I'm like bitch it is not okay <laughs> anywho yeah so all that to say that uh, say no to cyclic patterns habits and behaviors so this weekend my boyfriend had said something and had hurt my feelings. And I was about to start telling him about why it hurt my feelings. And then they were like, hey, everybody's not out to get you. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> well, listen, when you sent me that, I thought, ooh, that's going to hit Doyen right in the chest. <laughs> so not, I just... not that you think everyone's out to get you, because you don't. But yeah. I'm just, it's just, you know, I just thought, ooh, that's going to hit Doyen. <laughs> But the funny thing about it is, like, I think I read somewhere it was, like, a toxic trait in relationships for cancers. It's, like, you tell your, you know, your person every single time they offend you. And sometimes it's just, like, it was whatever. Like, (laughs) really, you're just being sensitive in this moment. (laughs) And you don't need to bring up every single thing that offends you. (laughs) um, (laughs) But, you know... So we do have, you know, our cyclic patterns, habits, and behaviors. And honestly, we can say no to a lot of things outside of us, but we also need to say no to ourselves. (laughs) Amen. And once again. (laughs) We like to pass the collection plate around. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so they say whatever you do, tell yourself no. It's called self-control. Um, people who can control their appetite for food and sex are empowered in ways if you ever are. <laughs> I mean, I can do one. I can't really do the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really yeah. good about... But you know what? That's not true. That's not true. Because... Mm-hmm. It's not accurate to say I can control sexual urges when, for the most part, I just really... (laughs) The only time it's difficult is Mm -hmm. if... Well, for one, if I'm ovulating, because sometimes that is... That shit. (laughs) And one of those those retrogrades we went through, I don't know which one, but one of them (laughs) had me like... God damn. (laughs) I was about to call... I mean, I I had the phone in hand about to call niggas. (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part i'm i actually i'm okay as long as someone's not like messing with me 
or, you know, touching on me or whatever, I'm usually okay. So it's not something I don't have these rampant desires. Now, Mm -hmm. truth be told, anytime, which is not my first time taking a break from sex. Anytime I decide, though, I'm not going to have sex for a block of time, that's when Mm -hmm. all niggas come out the woodworks. And everybody started trying to do it to me. It's like it's like a bat signal. It's like my coochie sent out a bat signal. <laughs> and all the niggas and all the land. So I, start, I get so many <laughs> what's your stranger texts. Hey big head. Like, I, get so, I get so many hey stranger texts. It's not funny. So yeah, but I so it's not really fair for me to say I'm that good at controlling it, but I get what they're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm horrible at food. I can't, I, if I want it, I want it. That's the <laughs> I just see it with my liners now. I'm like, am I willing to take this shit out of my mouth and eat it and then brush my teeth and then put it back? And that's a lot of work. So sometimes I'll just skip it. That's, you know what? That's a really good tactic, though, Doyen. That's kind of like when I kept a food diary. I would not eat stuff because I didn't want to write it down because I was embarrassed. Same. Right. <laughs> Did you just it's yawn good. on air? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to scrub it out. I'm going to scrub it out. That damn wife. Anyways, uh, next one was someone wanting you to justify your no. So she said, I remember being in my late 30s and my mother asking me if I'd ever had sex with a particular person that she had known since he and I both were kids. Then she looked at me like, well, sometimes I think people don't realize that receiving any kind of information about someone else is not a right. It is a privilege. This includes parents who want to know the business of their adult children. And so, yeah, like I think I've run into situations where people are like, you didn't tell me this. And I'm like, eh? <laughs> like, like, it's no, not your business. <laughs> no, it's a complete sentence. I get that it's, I, I get that it's one word, but it is not a fragment. It is a complete <laughs> sentence. No, all by itself. So you don't have to explain past that. You just don't. And they say, anyone who feels otherwise, I don't care who they are, they're not honoring the limit that she set by saying no in the okay. first place. When you're pushed past your no, when you're expected to defend or justify it, they're basically telling you that they don't respect your limits and you need to provide enough information until they do. That is not even close to being the truth. That's right. (sighs) So, we have given (laughs) y'all more than enough reasons to say no. That's right. <laughs> and like like we said, like we're in some cases we're A okay with saying no. Like when it comes to going out, I'll be like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's still a lot of places I need to work on being more astute. In Especially my with with parental figures. Yeah. Or just family members. <laughs> or people you're close to. I just like okay small moment of disclosure so I am like way into 30 plus <laughs> and <laughs> I recently like my mom was really trying to push me you know in a direction and I was like no and when it was when I felt like she wasn't listening to me we were standing outside mind you like downtown outside of a lawyer's <laughs> office downtown on the sidewalk and I just like started crying and I was like, I got mad. And y'all, this was like, uh, maybe like three, four weeks ago. And I was like, you're making me cry in the middle of the street. 
I say no, that's enough. Like, that's enough. And my mom, our dynamic is really weird. One day when I feel strong enough to get into it, I will. But I really like for my mom to run things for me, except for when I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's doing a much better job of recognizing when she's doing too much. So once I broke out into the tears, she was like, okay, 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 fine. She still didn't let it go for good. She let it go that day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We talked about it again later on, but then she finally let it go. But Mm -hmm. she's, she's doing better about recognizing when I've had my limit. And that was new for, and and to her credit, that was new for her because Mm -hmm. I was always giving in and, not saying no when I wanted to say no, you know. Yeah. Not making yeah. her respect boundaries. And I think that's an important thing to say that like, you know, we are working on a say no, but also respect the no's of the people around you. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, we're going to move along to our favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. I could start. Uh, mine is a little goofy, so I should probably start. <laughs> um, I just wanted to buy a drink for Ritz crackers because it's delicious. Let me wait. Let me give some applause. <laughs> As a teenager, well, not teenager, probably middle school, I used to carry sleeves of Ritz crackers in my book bag to school. Yes. So <laughs> I bought a box lately, and it was a full size sleeve, which is horrible because I can clear a sleeve in a second so i'm like i'm gonna buy the ones where the shorter sleeves and then i won't feel as bad about clearing a sleeve buttery goodness it's Mm. so good and i got some chicken salad in the refrigerator and all i want are rinse now (laughs) well so it's funny because it's like chicken and tuna salad i like the little club crackers but literally Ritz crackers, I just put it in my mouth and nothing they're, on it. And I'm they're happy. They're so buttery. That's <laughs> what so friendly you would say. It's real butter. <laughs> <laughs> not that margarine shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's okay to quote Paula Dean or not, but my favorite foods are butter, peanut butter, and more butter. <laughs> Listen, um, I, know, I know she writes but I still have her autograph cookbook. <laughs> that Listen. gooey butter cake is like legit. I get so many compliments at the picnic. <laughs> Listen, when when everybody decided to cancel Paula because she a racist, my mama texted me and she was like, Ooh, Target got a sale on all his Paula cookware. <laughs> And she bought me a bunch of them. And I love it. It's like uh, that basketball player that was like sneaking food on the sideline. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm in the cut with my Paula Dean cookware. I'm just going to have to say no. I'm not going to cancel <laughs> Paula Dean. Oh, Lord. Well, for my drink, um, I just want to simultaneously buy a drink and offer up a prayer for, you know, those of us grappling with adulthood and what comes with adulthood. 
And Mm -hmm. I have so many instances in my life when I have to stop and think this shit sucks. And um, for my hometown and my classmates, um, we, we lost someone to domestic violence and Mm. I was struggling. Like I was struggling and you know, at the end of the day, life is short. Let's Mm -hmm. love each other. Let's be kind to each other and let's just be good to each other. And if, if we are in situations, recognize that it's not as easy as saying you should leave, you should walk away. It's not that Mm -hmm. easy, but do what you can to assist your friends and your loved ones in those types of situations. So I just want to buy a drink and offer up a prayer for those of us just grappling with what the fuck comes with. Cause I don't know about y'all, but it feels like I graduated high school yesterday. And so sometimes it feels like, damn, (laughs) you really want me a full, you really want me to be a full fledged adult. Like you really Mm -hmm. want me to deal with losing people. And I've never been good at that anyway. And so, yeah. And y'all just also say a prayer for me because I legit have been, I've been having a hard time that on top of moving and moving should, Moving into your first home that you're buying should be a joyous occasion, but I am like so anxious and it's like, I feel so overwhelmed and a lot of that is just because of adult shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's all. That's my drink and my prayer for the week. Now we'll uh, lift up a prayer for people. I feel like uh, it's just that time of year where people are like surprisingly losing people yeah uh, in their lives so i do want to lift up a prayer for my line sister who lost her mom yes and just in general like just she's not my cousin but i'm gonna claim her as my cousin (laughs) she is my stepsister's cousin (laughs) so i will claim her as mine as well and yes definitely want to do that for her and her family all righty let's say everybody um uh, um, work out your cuffing season. It's about that time. It's about that time. I'm, I'm ready. Listen, I got a brand new house with a big ass garden tub. Let's make some things happen, baby. <laughs> I've been effectively benched for, for three years. <laughs> so yes, I just you- need y'all to be active in cuffing season and tell me about it. So I but you just... cuffed. You're cuffed. <sighs> just like... You are cuffed. This is a monogamy contract. It's whatever. Oh, listen. You can go visit him like once it turns really cold. Ooh, no. And y'all just stay... <laughs> yes, and y'all just stay in the house under, uh, the, under a blanket all weekend long. No. And hey, order he takeout. Likes to... A, he likes to turn the heat up too high. And then, have you ever had the Mississippi River wind smite you in the winter? <laughs> it's rude. Not smite. Not smite. <laughs> it's smite. <laughs> like, guys, there's no way I can, like, describe it apart from the wind just smites you. <laughs> just, anyways. Oh, well. It's so disrespectful. But anyways, um, 
Oh, so social media wise, um, yes. check us out on Instagram. We are Poor Life Decision, one decision because we're changing them one at a time. Yes. Um, Chris, uh, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, she had this uh, apron and she took the it's a, tie. It's a, it's a wrap blouse. It's a, okay. it's a blouse that's a She wrap. took the tie. It was wrapping around her butt. And I'm like, I am so sick of you. <laughs> Listen, you won't, you won't deal with this in the new home because mm-hmm. it doesn't, the way the closets are, I don't think I'm going to be this close to my clothes. So this is your last week of enjoying me and my antics. <laughs> Good day. Um, we are on Twitter as PLDHod. Uh, Chris keeps it lit with the shows. Apparently, Succession is a thing that everybody watches. Yes, so, yes. Uh, check her talk. Check her out talking about I'm it. I'm also gonna tweet. I'm also gonna live tweet American Horror Story. So those two mm. shows for sure. Y'all check in with us. Yeah, that'd be zero out of two shows I watch. Email us at hello at poorlightdecision.com and just kind of tell us what poor life decisions um, y'all are really interested in hearing about. Just looking at our analytics, I've seen that a lot of people are interested in imposter syndrome. (laughs) People keep watching it (laughs) or listening to it. So I would love to just know more of what y'all are interested about and what we can talk about. Um, Slide in our DMs. Yes, our DMs are open. Let us know not only your poor life decisions, but hey, if you want to buy a drink for someone, if you want us to help you celebrate someone, let us know. If you want us to offer up a prayer or a blessing for someone, let us know. We're here to serve you. Absolutely. Also, y'all have done a great job with the reviews. Keep leaving those reviews. Keep rating us five stars. The others do not work. We will get back to reading reviews. Um, honestly, between the both of us, we've just had some like changes going on. As you can see, we're both yeah. trying to pack and move. But we'll get right back on reading those reviews. You'll be internet famous. Podcast famous. <laughs> Thank y'all for um, tuning in. And we just hope that we help make your week a little lighter and we just hope that we bring a little bit of joy just a little bit of sparkle even if it's just you enjoying listening to us get drunk and laugh (laughs) every time i listen to the show i think damn i be cackling (laughs) but that's what happened when you drink (laughs) right oh I've been laughing so hard at um, Robin's thirst trap pics on Instagram. Listen, Robin sets the thirst traps, okay? He know what he doing. Right. He know what he doing. He know. And he, be- and he better slow down because his significant other is fine, okay? Fine. So, it's fine. So <laughs> Robin is trying to let him know he still got it too. Right. You're right. You're right. All right. Um, What's I gonna tell y'all today? Um, you know, it's fall. Fall, y'all. Go Still drink your water. You a sweater. Drink some water. Still um, use sunscreen. Work on your like, you know, prepare your hydration techniques because mm-hmm. it's about to be cold and we're about to be ashy as fuck. Nivia. All right, well, bye. We love y'all. We love y'all. Bye. I think it's so cute.
and I think it's so sweet how you let your friends encourage you to try and talk to me but let me stop you there oh before you speak is no my sign is no my number is no mm. you need to let it go mm. you need to let it go mm. need to let it go mm.